26 Stone is brought to you by NewAmsterdam.com. Imagine a world where creatives always have a key to the city. Use promo code 26STONE for 26% off your entire order. That's K-N-E-W-Amsterdam.com. NewAmsterdam.com. Welcome, citizen. I'ma set it straight, straight out the gate. I'm straight 718. You can't eliminate what I emanate. My sound's great, like every Belafonte. I got love like Ariana Grande. Beats and buzz by Andre. Wallet in the on a Friday, like O'Shea. Okay, tell me when you wanna listen. I'm in the kitchen whipping, making sauce for this chicken. It's hot in this position, standing with no air condition. I wrecked the place, demolition. I killed it, no ammunition. My mission to forget my losses and my premonitions. Divorces and bad decisions. The glasses with tunnel vision. I'm a legend in subdivisions. I spark with no ignition. Six Stone is live, not really, coming to you from Cobra City, California. It's a boy, Flovo. You know the show is going, we're rolling. It's that weekly Wednesday night slash Thursday morning delight. And I, for one, thank you so much for checking out the episodes, checking out the show, checking out the podcast, liking and sharing and all that jazz. Uh, Flopito.com, of course, is the site to hit up. What's all that's going on in my life? You know, I'm trying to figure out the new direction on the website. Uh, lately, I've been doing a blog post every Monday and updating uh, the Legacy Project on Thursdays, of course, launching this uh, show and having it weekly. I would update uh, the blog with um, notifications of new episodes, but I'm trying to think of of something new. I felt like I got myself into a whole uh, rhythm of doing content for content's sake. So if you guys have any ideas of what you want to hear, uh, make sure to check me out on the contact form, flobito.com slash contact. Uh, get at me, really. Uh, send me a note. Send me some positive encouragement. Send me some ideas. Uh, it's all, all good. And uh, like I said a couple weeks ago, totally I'm appreciative of the comments, no matter how brief or how irregular they are. That's how I grow as a person. That's how I grow the show. And that's how I grow the brand Flopito. And of course, this show is about building your brand, whether or not it's through your creative projects or yourself. It's kind of like empowering the self and the instrument of self so you can build and create, right? The show was always for the dreamers, the creatives, the action star superheroes that have bills to pay. And it's always about that balance between doing the thing that you love and things you awfully want to get good at and be paid for and have that be your living, your livelihood, but understanding that for most people, we walk two worlds. We have that side of us, the things we want to do, the things that uh, we are passionate about, the things we daydream about. And then ultimately, there is the the normalcy, quote unquote, the world we live in, the bills we have to pay, uh, the bosses we have to have, the companies we have to work for. And then the, the idea of the show is to say that we're not alone. You're not alone. Your friends aren't alone. I know uh, if you're like me, and you come across someone with a creative mindset or even an idea, it's always, man, we should do this thing. And you think about it, you talk about it, and you say, yeah, I'm on board to help you or to let's get this thing together. And then real life gets in the way, right? It gets, uh, it goes crazy. Hey, man, I really wanted to open up that bakery, uh, but, you know, I got these kids, they got sick, or my boss had me shredding papers for this quarter, so everything went haywire, and then things kind of all fall to the side. So the show is always about uh, saying it's okay for things to fall to the side if you have a goal. Uh, it doesn't have to happen as fast as you want, uh, but if you keep at it and keep working at it, 
um, then everything should work out. Whether that you grow that platform you want to, or maybe you realize that didn't work and you're more open to trying things that do work for you. Now today, uh, I want to talk to you about something that is kind of understood, but we never really talk about it on the show before, so I'm kind of excited. And that is, well, before I even tell you what today's show is about, I want to give you a scenario, right? I want you to close your eyes, and if you listen to the show while you're driving, please don't do that, but like, stare off from the distance while being aware of your surroundings, and think of the perfect life. Think if you got everything you ever wanted, if everything worked out, the job you wanted, the job you have, imagine what that would look like. I mean, I'll, I'll share with you. I think you guys are like my closest friends because statistically speaking, there's the same people dialing episodes. So I think we've built a bit of a, a rapport with each other. It's sort of like this. For me, I close my eyes and I think, yeah, I am the host of that variety talk show I talk about called Flopito Tonight, and it airs nightly. Um, my apartment is on the top floor, high rise, not necessarily a penthouse, but a decent size overlooking the big city. And that city has changed in my life from Miami to, to Las Vegas to, to L.A. You know, I have it uh, decorated the way I want. I see a billboard with my face on it. Um, money is, is there. I do okay for myself, but it doesn't interact with me on a day-to-day -day basis. I don't have visions of, like, the golden tiger or the uh, uh, solid granite countertops. But it's more along the lines of, hey, I make enough money where I don't have to check my bank account multiple times a day, right? The thing is, I realize when we think about ourselves, our best selves, our paradise selves, the, the absolute, we got everything we ever wanted, there are some givens we all have. And that is, uh, one, we're incredibly happy with everything we have. We don't think of the downsides. And two, we're young, we're vibrant, we're well-rested. No one ever thinks about getting everything you ever wanted, but being too ill <laughs> to enjoy it. I know that sounds dark, but that was the impetus of today's show. See, I want to talk to you about sleep. <laughs> what seems... Um, kind of like par for the course, even those who aren't creatives have to sleep. Any living thing pretty much has a sleep cycle, but it's really important how much that is really impacting our lives and how much that influences what we do and what we don't do. When I was younger, basically from birth up until the age of 28, I was that guy who had to have eight hours of sleep a day. A night didn't matter. Didn't matter uh, how busy it was. Didn't matter how many hours I was up the night before. I had to carve myself eight hours. And if I got seven and a half, I was an absolute wreck. <laughs> now I am not sure if it's a product of me getting older. It's kind of understood that once you get older, you don't need as many hours of sleep, or the fact that my life got busier. But that's slowly eroded. Uh, on average, I get about five and a half hours of sleep. I go to bed at midnight. And I'm up at 5 o'clock in the morning, 5.30. Uh, at least I should be up and bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, but I usually snooze till 6 uh, on my way to my day job. I work in marketing in a town about 60 miles away, so I have to be up uh, and dressed and ready to hit the road at a certain time. That lack of sleep, I felt, even though I was able to 
become accustomed to a six-hour sleep cycle, become accustomed to a five-and-a-half-hour sleep cycle, I realized I wasn't quite productive. Right before that job, I was really only more, more of a six- to seven-hour schedule, and that 90 minutes makes all the difference because that's when I was really juggling uh, the day job as being a marketer at a town close to, closer to my house, as well as my comedic ambition, as well as the DJ job, as well as the research writing assistant job I, I dabbled with as well. And it was kind of like a juggling act, but and I had my tough days, my rough days, but I felt I had the bandwidth to do so. On this five-hour cycle now, I can get a couple things in there. I can, I can get day jobs in, in short, because there's consequences if you don't go to work, right? I can probably get a writing comedy day here. I can probably get a gym uh, day there, uh, but it's not nearly as efficient. And I thought, man, I wonder what's going on. Am I just getting older? Which is possible. I mean, age affects all of us differently. But within my research, I'm finding out more and more that the power of sleep that we forsake it so much. You know, we need that extra hour up late to find that new vendor. Uh, we need to find uh, how to consolidate our debt. Uh, we need to find that next big idea we can invest in. We need to find a way to get the thing you love creating in the hands and to the audience of the people you love. Or in some cases, for those of you who have children, who have little ones, you can't just sleep in every day. You can't say, all right, two-year-olds, you feed yourself. I have to sleep in tomorrow. Peace. So we kind of forsake that. We know we say it's not enough hours in a day, but we have enough time to do the things that are maybe not nearly as important for our development or growth. We I scroll Instagram a lot more than I should. Um, I use my downtime on walks to the corner store um, to much the detriment of my productivity and my wallet because... I am lucky enough to live a quarter mile from my grocery store, so I can walk at any point in time. And every time something's missing, I don't really put it on the list. I go, oh, we're out of soda, we're out of water. Well, let me go to the store. I'll get my shoes, walk down the block. Of course, you just don't get the soda. You get whatever you see on the way out. You drop like 20 or 30 bucks before you realize it, and you come home. And it's the best procrastination tactic because you know, you're, you're telling yourself, well, I'm doing something adult. I don't, you know, I'm not hanging around, I'm not playing Xbox, I'm getting food, I'm getting sustenance, you know. So we're able to add these little mini quests and side quests in our games, and what usually happens is we always say, hey, look, not enough time in the day, I'll just go to bed later, I'll, I'll just cram this email out tonight, uh, I'll catch up on sleep on the weekends, and on the weekends you get into a rhythm of sleeping so few hours that when Saturday rolls around, uh, the slightest light break in your room or the slightest uh, construction outside has you awake. And you're like, dang it, Saturday is sleeping day. How can this happen? But sleep is important. It's basically your way to reset the clock. And I know a lot of ink has been spilled about this, but I am totally uh, in awe, inspired uh, by the co-founder or the founder of the Huffington Post, uh, Miss Arianna Huffington. Of course, she no longer runs the day-to-day -day at Huffington Post anymore. I think that site is a unit of AOL, which just merged with Verizon for a company called Oath, I think. Don't quote me on that. Uh, <laughs> uh, the HuffPo, as, as he used to say. Um, and she, uh, when she uh, left that post at the Huffington Post, she started a company, an organization called Thrive Global, which really... Um, 
teaches everyone about mindfulness. And originally it was in the workplace, but it kind of shifted to, to the person as well. You see, as CEO of the Huffington Post, uh, Ms. Huffington herself was kind of overworked and she forsakes sleep. And uh, it, was, it came with a slew of uh, medical or health-related instances. Uh, she did have fainting spells and her health deteriorated. And it really took her a lightning rod moment to say, hey, look, we all know the time we hit the pillow is for our bodies to recharge, uh, for the creative spark to happen, especially if you don't do drugs, right? And if you're like me, then you never do drugs. It's really that like sleep cycles where you have like the cool ideas. For me, it's usually right before I go to sleep, right when I'm on my way um, out of sleep and definitely in the shower is when I have like my best ideas. And they're all kind of around sleep because I know in the mornings I'm up so early and it's so dark that I want to take a nap while standing up in the shower. <laughs> Uh, but reading more about Ms. Huffington's journey, I realized she wasn't the only one. Here's a CEO saying, yes, I could be more powerful and more influential at this company, the Huffington Post. But I think this mission of educating others about treating themselves first, treating their body first, is actually more important. And Thrive Global, which I'm looking right now, it's has a lot of resources and blogs and videos about things you can do to eat better, to live better, to sleep better, um, find a way to reset that clock. Now, I, I don't really uh, know any techniques to, to get you to bed earlier. I know everybody's different. I do feel like everyone uh, is kind of overusing the term insomnia. Like, I guess when I was a kid, insomnia was a clinical condition when you couldn't sleep uh, for days upon weeks, and you had this cycle of like uh, falling asleep during the day, but you couldn't because you had a daytime responsibilities. And when uh, nightfall came, uh, you couldn't do it. So it felt like to me it had like a more long term uh, implication. But now, when someone's like, "Oh, it's two o'clock in the morning. I'm not tired. I'm not sleepy. I must have insomnia." Like it's this euphemism treadmill type deal. Um, it's almost like a cool thing. It's like, oh, I'm up at 3 o'clock in the morning. Who else is up? I'm up at 4 o'clock in the morning. Who else is up? I'll be honest with you. On average, there'll be one night out of the year, maybe two, where I cannot sleep at all. Like, I'll just, I'll be up until 5 or 6. I'll see daybreak, and then I'll try to power through to the late afternoon and go to sleep. And it was funny because um, that would coincide with the release of this Netflix show, actually the first ever Netflix original uh, called Lilyhammer. Every time, about the same time when Lilyhammer's new season came out was a day where I couldn't sleep and I would get up and like binge watch or I would stay up and binge watch all the episodes at once. So I'll be, you know, sitting in the couch wrapped up in a blanket watching eight hours of programming from like three o'clock in the morning to like 10 a.m. or something like that, you know, because it's eight hours, but it's not full hours. Um, uh, to me, that was like, okay, I couldn't sleep last night, uh, far from being insomniac. But I will say this. For me, much to the detriment of my girlfriend because she gets upset, I am very skillful of hitting the bed and passing out. <laughs> uh, there are some, a lot of times where I'll hit the bed and I'll say, hey, babe, how's your day? Great. And I'm out. And my girlfriend kind of struggles with that. She's like, some days she can sleep very well, some days she can't. And then, uh, she, but she, when the days where I'm in bed sleeping and she can't, uh, <laughs> it's kind of like she's mad at me being so peaceful. It's like, where do you get off having a restful sleep? Um, I don't have all the rules. I don't have all like the tips and stuff. But I tell you what I do to make sure sleep's important. That is, I try to minimize my naps. 
I don't nap as much in the day. I do here and there when I'm tired. Um, I make sure uh, not to, to nap because the cycles, your rhythm, your body rhythm has to be on a normal plane, right? I mean, it just the natural order of things. Now, I got to tell you, legally speaking, I'm not a nutritionist, I'm not a doctor, so don't take my words as gospel. But if I get up one day and I'm, I take a two-hour nap one day and a 30-hour nap the next day and, and I get to a rhythm of a 30-hour nap days four, five, and six, uh, when day seven, when I take the six-hour nap in the middle of the afternoon, you can only imagine your body's like, whoa, what's this? I'm not used to this. You know, I'm not used to this extended siesta. So I make sure not to nap. Or if you do nap, make sure your naps are consistent length or at the same time during the day, right? I try to eat a couple hours before I go to sleep. So I'm on intermittent fasting. It's not related to this, but it's kind of similar. Um, if I'm in bed by 12, I don't usually eat anything by, it should be by 8, but it ends up being 8.30, right? I might have like a, a glass of wine uh, or, or some, some rum or so, but I don't really eat three hours um, up to. And the reason why that is when I try to go to sleep, when I have that like food in my belly, I get kind of uh, gaseous, right? Uh, indigestion. And I'm usually up being like, oh my gosh, I shouldn't have had that Philly cheesesteak at midnight. That's totally not what I had in mind for a peaceful night's sleep. You want to make sure you, you've eaten what you have. If you have that like post dinner gas, which I usually don't, but you know, no one's perfect, make sure it's expelled. <laughs> Hit the hay, right? Also, a uh, cardinal rule of mine. Uh, under um, very specific exceptions, my phone never goes into my bedroom. It absolutely does not. Um, I go old school. I have an alarm clock. I actually, I have two, but we use my girlfriends. I have an alarm clock that gets me up, or there is a TV in our room. I don't try to watch it, but uh, my girlfriend likes to have Gilmore Girls or Friends playing, so I've learned to tune that out. But I usually keep the bedroom as dark as possible, right? You got to give your set the stage for you to recalibrate your systems, bruh. <laughs> you know, those are usually my tips. So make sure the the phone is away from you. You don't look at the phone the last hour. Uh, you know, the whole like blue light waves from computer screens and how they uh, irritate the eyes and all that. It's actually true. You can look this up. There's blue light from uh, our devices. This is why Apple has a thing on their iPhones called uh, what, that night shift where they add more or they take away some of the blue light so it isn't as harsh. Um, I make sure that's out of the room. I make sure uh, the TV's not on if it's up to me, but if the TV is on, I usually put a pillow over my face or a roll over. <laughs> and uh, I make sure my my stomach isn't empty, but isn't like just like freshly full. And it usually works out for me. It kind of does. I can't lie. But I, and I do feel like if I get that plus my golden uh, rule of getting like seven hours of sleep, I'm not, I don't have a job or I have a different kind of job or my ideal situation, I'm way more refreshed. I'm way more productive. Uh, the jokes I write tend to be a lot funnier or they don't tend to be nearly as hacky. I think like <laughs> hack humor comes from lack of sleep, at least in my case. And I, I know that. So I, if that tells me that my craft is impacted by how many hours I rest, then I'm pretty sure that would happen to if you, uh, if you even had a physical art form, if you were a painter or if you were a sculptor or if you, I don't know, were the Grand National Operation Board Game Champion. Uh, <laughs> if you want to steady your nerves, uh, make sure you hit the hay. And of course, always good to have good pillows. You know, I have the one of those memory foam pillows. And I have a couple of the regular ones from like Costco or whatever. They work in tandem. So it's all good. Lastly, I wanted to 
leave you with some facts from the Sleep Foundation. Uh, sleepfoundation.org uh, is a think tank that uh, comes up with uh, information and resources about the power and nature of sleep. Uh, it's a couple of facts. It's a couple of facts that you can you know, impress your friends at parties with, but it's definitely true. Something to think of, food for thought. Um, man is the only uh, mammal that would willingly delay sleep. As tired as you are, you must press on to finish that. Uh, $20 movie you paid for or you're at the baseball game you want to see how the game ends but it's a slow like pitchers duel and you're just like going going in and out uh, we're the only one that actually does that um, our sleep is just important to, to you as diet and exercise uh, diet and exercise and sleep definitely if you don't sleep as much we tend to make bad dietary um, decisions I can, I can vouch for that. I know sometimes when um, I get up and I only have three hours of sleep and I walk into 7-Eleven, I'm like, ah, screw it. Just give me the coffee uh, the way I like it, which is like hazelnut flavored and super sugar pumped with a side of, side of a cookie. When I know when it's a regular day and I go, I want all those things, but I need to work on my willpower, I'll just have black coffee. If I don't have that extra hour of sleep or so, I'm just like, ah, just give me the stuff. Give me the stuff, <laughs> you know? Um, 82% of healthcare professionals believe that it's the responsibility of both the patient and the healthcare professional to bring up symptoms of insomnia during an appointment. And that's very, very important. If you feel you do have insomnia, especially in the clinical sense, make sure you tell your medical professional when you meet them. Uh, that way you can properly diagnose and come with you with some, with some great resources and cures for that. And, and you can read all those over at thesleepfoundation.org. Uh, I do think take, it out, take the time out uh, and see what's going on with that because, again... Uh, it's no, no understating that the world is different when you're refreshed, recharged, and able to look at things and not just shaking off the rust of that uh, uh, overnight nap. That's what I usually call some of the worst ones. Uh, especially back when I used to run. When I used to like do like the, the half marathons and races, I'll be so anxious on Saturday. Uh, I've been up and excited because I don't want to miss it. Uh, and you do fall asleep at like 1.00. And they have to get up at like 4.30 to get ready for the race. You're just like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad I have adrenaline. I can only imagine how that would be on a regular Thursday when you don't have to do anything um, out of the ordinary. So I want to thank you all for checking out this episode, 26 Stone. Twins episode and all episodes are available. We check out all your podcasts. Uh, we're at SoundCloud, but you know, iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, and all that. Uh, the site is flowbito.com. It's flowbito.com. That's F L O B I T O.com. Punto.com. Uh, check it out. Come say hi and check out all the episodes at there as well. And uh, for me, I am going to give myself a challenge to give myself definitely seven hours sleep. I don't care. Uh, What's happening? I should just say eleven o'clock hard stop. I know there's apps for that, but I'm gonna try to uh, try to be more vigilant when it comes to that. Um, yeah, again, thank you so much for checking out the podcast. This is amazing, so much fun. Um, and of course, uh, until next time, please make your hometown proud.